Good morning and welcome, and we bid welcome for the first time this morning to Paul Tyre, the manager at the Southeast Indiana Health Center. Good morning to you, Paul. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm fantastic, and I trust you are too, sir. I am indeed. I am indeed. Thank you. All right. And uh, uh, can you t- give us a little bit of background about the Southeast Indiana Health Center, um, uh, where you're located, and also uh, what the uh, the reason uh, for the health center, why it's, why it's there, and uh, what it offers to the community? Sure. So the clinic opened its doors in 2013. Um, it was actually a group of individuals within the area that worked either at primary care that um, noticed that there was a significant access to care problems for people without insurance or couldn't afford to pay for care. So we opened in 2013 predominantly looking at primary care services and offering those services to people within Franklin and Ripley County for free of charge. Uh, Costs being a huge barrier for people at that time to access care if they didn't have insurance. Um, Fast forward the clock several years, we are now in the Batesville Area Resource Center, which is the old Ivy Tech building, or for some, the old IGA. Um, We have a a purposely designed and built uh, unit that can offer primary care and a myriad of other services all in one one, uh, facility. And again, uh, your uh, your primary mission, though, is uh, providing the um, uh, necessary care for people uh, low income or uh, don't have insurance or can't afford uh, that. Is that pretty much uh, what drives uh, what you folks do? Yeah, um, that's actually what the need was established in 2013. Since then, the, that need has changed from uninsured and people without uh, access to care right the way through to now where we have people who have some sort of insurance, but it has a high deductible cost. And that cost actually means that people don't use that insurance and therefore are back in the position of not accessing care. And as far as the uh, pandemic is concerned, uh, how has that affected uh, what uh, you do in the the mission there at the uh, health center? So we're proud to say that um, we have never closed our doors since we started. Um, since 2013, we've offered regular clinics when people need it. We've offered outsider clinics, um, and we've met all the needs that we've needed to meet since then. The pandemic didn't change that. It just altered how we met those needs. So we did a lot of individual um patient requests, you know, we saw people outside of the different hours. We saw people when there was no one else here. Um, We did a lot of over-the-phone consult um, and and still do a lot of over-the-phone consult. Um, We did take a hit. We we offered a dental service. Um, We did, during the the pandemic, actually stop doing that dental service. We're hoping to, to get that going again in the future. But we actually just changed our target to how we were delivering the service, but we never altered the service that we delivered. Okay, so basically uh, continued uh, giving those uh, necessary services to uh, people who need them. Absolutely, absolutely. Again, yeah, what, what we decided um, early on is we were going to try and fill the needs of the community um, and and. Once we've established what those needs were, we were able to put into different programs. 
Um, we also did a lot of uh, testing sites. Again, just recently we did one for COVID. We were able to do testing sites for HIV, hepatitis C. Um, we put together a, a substance abuse uh, local resource um, early on to be able to offer people. We're, we're now very thankful that there are other services in, in, in the area that can do that for us. But ever since we opened the doors, if we if we established a need, we kind of went at that to fill the need. Um, and the Nolox box is definitely one of those. And as far as uh, now, have you been uh, tracking as far as uh, some of the overdoses and uh, the need for uh, the Nolox box? I mean, has that gone up uh, during the pandemic? Uh, have you been tracking that? Not specifically. Um, there are other services that do that in the area. Um, and again, we haven't had to do that. Um, I believe, to, to the best of my knowledge, that to the best of my knowledge that the, the, the overdoses have not been our specific target. Um, sadly, they, they have occurred, and from speaking to other agencies, they they have occurred. Um, I wouldn't like to say a, a numerical figure on that, but um, they have definitely not stopped, shall we say. Um, so for our doses that we've given at the the clinic, yes, they've remained steady. They they haven't they haven't dramatically spiked. They haven't sadly gone down. Um, we're only one of site in Ripley and Franklin County that hosts those boxes. Um, there are one in Osgood. There's another one in Franklin County at the library there, um, and I believe they've remained steady too. All right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout. We'll continue our conversation with Paul Tyre, the manager at the Southeast Indiana Health Center, right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pod. I'm Tom Snape, and we continue our talk this morning with Paul Tyre, the manager of the Southeast Indiana Health Center. And uh, Paul, can you uh, give us a little bit about uh, your background, uh, how you got started, and why you uh, took this uh, particular career path? Sure. Um, So obviously, I'm not originally from here. Um, I'm actually from England originally, where I'm uh, a registered mental health nurse. I have a background in providing services in a primary care setting um, of a mental health component. Um, I married into the area. My wife is probably the number one volunteer that we have here at the clinic. Um, And when I came to the area, again, there was a specific gap uh, for people if they didn't have insurance. They're coming from a a setup where if you got sick, you got help. Actually seeing people sick, not at getting help and not being able to get help, that came as a huge shock for me. So for me, it was relatively easy to follow this career path. I'm very fortunate that this opportunity came up early on in the planning stages of the clinic, and I've actually been a part of it right the way through to set it up the initial clinic right the way through to where we are today. 
Yeah, I was about to say that that had to be kind of a, I guess, a bit of a uh, an eye opener for you once you come across the pond and uh, find that uh, we don't have the same healthcare system set up here in the United States as they do uh, over in England. It definitely was an eye opener, um, and sadly, what happened early on in that is I did not have health insurance, um, and what you find out relatively quickly, and I'm sure there's many people in the in the communities that had the same. The moment you lose health insurance or you don't have health insurance, you can almost guarantee that that is the time that you're going to get sick. Um, it happened to me, and it's happened to numerous of other people in the, over the years. The relatively stable, you lose insurance, and health dramatically goes downhill. Um, and that, to me, has also been the eye of no, is that um, it's at that time that people need it the most, and we're very, very grateful to be able to offer the service to people when they absolutely need it the most. And that's a good example of how we've gone from being a free clinic to, I call it being a safety net, because we truly, um, early on we used to see people that fell between the crack, if you like. They they. They were, didn't know where to go. They didn't have a place to turn, and, and we became that place to turn. Um, several years later, we now have a lot of people that we see maybe once, maybe twice, because of a change in circumstances where they, they can't go and see their regular primary care doctor or they've lost their insurance or, you know, there's some barrier to be able to, to complete what they normally would. And again, we've been able to see those people, um, either point them in a, a separate direction to be able to, you know, move on for the future, or again, another change of circumstances has, has happened. And we talked briefly about COVID, um, the pandemic. That was a great example of how people who had stability for years with health, who then, for whatever reason, lose that stability. And we've called it a, a true safety net. As people have turned to us, we've been able to offer the services in a, either a short space of time or just be able to bridge that gap to be able to get them back to where they need to be. Um, and we're very proud in being able to say that we've helped people during that time as a safety net. Now, suppose somebody uh, comes in, uh, they, they hear about this, that this uh, for the first time that the service is available to them. And uh, they go to the, to, uh, the clinic for uh, whatever reason. Uh, what can they expect? Uh, what kind of treatment, uh, what kind of ailments are uh, taken into consideration, treated at the clinic? So I need to backstep a little and say that the clinic is completely volunteer-led. So all our, our volunteer doctors, all our volunteer nurses, all our volunteer office support clerical are, com are completely volunteer so we are only limited by our volunteers, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, we actually have 17 or 18 uh, primary care doctors that, that, that forefront our, our clinics. We have volunteer orthopedic surgeons. We have volunteers dermatologists. We have volunteer uh, women's health. And we have volunteer mental health. So from a... Uh, providing a service to a person, we can almost do a wraparound on that. If somebody comes in and they're sick, we have the doctors that will be able to, to take care of them. 
if somebody comes in and they're sick and they've had an ongoing skin complaint, we have the doctors that be able to take care of that too. Um, so we're very much, whatever the person needs, we usually have a volunteer specialty that will be able to take care of that person. From a access point of view, we actually have a lot of referral systems in place from people who work in their, uh, their regular day job. We, we have doctors who come across people who have no insurance and they will make the referral for that person to come over to us to, to get care. Um, so the person just needs to reach out to us. From the moment that they reach out to us, we will allocate an appointment. We're, again, we're very fortunate that the appointment status will be within a week. We, if that person is sick, it's probably going to be the next day or, or the same day. If it can wait for a regular appointment, we'll push that out probably three, four, five days, um, possibly the week after. That person will be able to come in. They'll be able to see a doc as a, uh, just like regular people would, a primary care doctor. And then we'll be able to plan a, a, a plan a care from there. All right. And, of course, you mentioned volunteers, and this is a, an organization that uh, has to uh, raise funds. And uh, speaking of which, you have a, a fundraiser coming up this weekend. We do. January the 8th. It's, it's always the same time every year. We only do one fundraiser per year. Um, and this fundraiser has always provided us with the funds to be able to carry on services for the following year. Um Early on, we were approached by two wonderful volunteers here that that are a part of a drawdown system for the Knights of Columbus here in Batesville. Um, we sell a thousand tickets. It's usually a chicken dinner. It's normally a sit down in the Knights of Columbus. It's a great night of fun and everybody's talking and you know it's just a great place to be. Um, for the last couple of years, however, we've taken a different approach to having a thousand people in a building. We've we've definitely moved away from that for the short term, um, but we still want to be able to offer what we've we've done in the past. So this year we're doing a drive-in drawdown. Again, it's going to be at the Knights of Columbus. We'll sell a thousand tickets for that for that ticket that you purchase you'll get a chicken dinner and a chance to win the grand prize of $3,000. Now, as it's a drawdown, there are prizes for each of, uh, for certain tickets that come out of that 1,000 tickets that we sell, ranging from $50 to to two $300, right the way up to the grand prize of 3000 So we have that coming up this Saturday at the Knights of Columbus. Um, we have a very few tickets left, so if anybody's interested in buying a ticket, they are $25 a piece. For that, you'll get a drive-in chicken dinner and a chance to win the $3,000. The proceeds from that evening will actually uh, provide the services for the next calendar year. So the more we raise, the more services that we can, we can put in. All right, so again, that's uh, this uh, Saturday from uh, 5 until 7 p.m. drive through at the uh, Knights of Columbus. That, that's correct, yeah. Oh. Now, also this Saturday, if you are there for the drive-in, 
you'll be seeing a new venture for us at the clinic. Um, we talked briefly about challenges or obstacles to care. Well, we, we live in a pretty rural area. Again, my we talked about my background. I'm used to be able to driving from one place to another or walking from one place to another and not having to travel 40 miles to be able to get to the nearest shop or or the nearest doctor's office. So what we did um, last year is we talked about some of the obstacles to people accessing care. And in this area, transport or, or locality has always been a big issue. So on Saturday, we will be unveiling the new portable or mobile free clinic. Um, this is a, an opportunity that we took in September. Um, we purchased a, an RV from the, um, and we've, we've turned it into a mobile free clinic. Um, as of today, I will get that, that RV back. Um, it's been in Kentucky getting, uh, getting decorated and turned into something that is fantastic. Um, it will be there on display. So anybody who is driving through will, for their chicken dinner will be able to see our new venture, which is the mobile free clinic. All right. So looking forward to seeing that around the area. So again, the uh, the uh, fundraiser is this Saturday from 5 until 7 p.m., the drive through drawdown at the uh, Knights of Columbus, uh, benefiting the Southeast Indiana Health Center. And uh, finally, uh, Paul Tyre, uh, information as far as uh, how people can uh, get a hold of uh, you and uh, the staff there at the health center. Sure. Um, so telephone number, 812-932-4515. Um, if I'm not here, you can leave a message, and I'll call you back as soon as I get that message. Uh, our website is www.seihc.org. Or one of the most popular ways of getting in contact with us for somebody who has not been to the clinic is that actually they, they use their mobile phone. And on their mobile phone, if they say, free clinic, me and me, um, you will see us. The Southeast Indiana Health Center is number one. And from there, they can hit a message button and send a message to us. Our, our clinics are traditionally Tuesday and a Thursday evening. Um, while we don't... we we won't turn you away. We would like you to give us a call in advance. Um, but our clinics are usually Tuesday and Thursday evening, 5 to 7.30. And again, with the mobile unit, we'll be in four different localities of Franklin and Ripley County. So if you see us in this part, feel free to come on in and um, ask us what it's all about. All right. So again, uh, located in the Batesville Area Resource Center, 920 Huntersville Road, Suite B in Batesville, the old... Uh, Ivy Tech or uh, or IGA, if you go back that far, and again, uh, the number 812-932-4515. And again, the website is seihc.org. Uh, and uh, Paul Tyre, anything else uh, before we adjourn for this morning? Again, I would just encourage people, if, if they know of somebody who has a need that is not being met healthcare-wise, or if they know that they have obstacles to be in, able to access that uh, or medication concerns or I, I would wholeheartedly ask them to reach out to us. I, I don't want to see people suffer. I don't want to see people go without help. I don't want to see people who 
need help with their house and who can't or won't access. So please give us a call. We may be able to help. We may be able to refer you to somewhere else that will help. I just ask you to reach out to us. All right. So uh, Paul Tire, manager at the uh, Southeast Indiana Health Center, thank you for joining us this morning and uh, continued success and best of luck as you uh, continue to try and uh, fulfill your mission. Awesome. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. I'm Tom Snape for The Daily Pod.